All right, welcome to another exciting episode of Growing Your Successful Business. I'm Brian Harding, and I'm super happy today to have with me Dr. Michelle Marconi. Uh, thank you all for listening, and again, I'll remind you all, don't be afraid to tell a friend or a coworker or a, a fellow business owner about our little small business podcast here. Uh, my contact information, I'll give it to you one more time. Uh, it's growingyoursuccessfulbusiness.com or brianlharding.com. You can find all the links to our Facebook page there and our YouTube channel and all that good stuff. Uh, you can also email me if you have any questions, suggestions, uh, you want to be a guest on here sometime, you can email me at brian at brianlharding.com. And today, folks, you better buckle up. We got uh, Dr. Michelle Marconi on, uh, a pretty outgoing personality, I'd say, uh, to say the least, right? Um, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you're going to hear her giggle and cackle. Uh, the over-under <laughs> is 142 times today, I think, is the over-under on that. Okay. Um, Michelle is the owner of Marconi Chiropractic and Wellness in Tacoma. You can reach them at 253-750-3381 or marconicw.com. Marconi is spelled M-A-R-C-O-N-I. So MarconiCW.com. They're located at 1002 Martin Luther King Jr. Way here in Tacoma. And get this, folks. They have a 5.0 rating on Facebook and on Yelp. Woohoo! Good for you. And a 4.9 rating on Google. They had one person give a four-star rating. Um, so that one person can just pound sand, right? That's right. <laughs> if you're wondering what Marconi Chiropractic and Wellness does, well, let me tell you. They are a full-service wellness center that focuses on healing the body. Uh, they offer chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, hypnosis, Thermo thermography. Got it. Is it Reiki? Reiki. Good Reiki, job. Reiki. Nutrition, personal training, yoga, cooking classes, cranial sacral. Uh, good Lord. And you do chiropractic for dogs and cats on top of all that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and horses. And okay. <laughs> I would love to see somebody bring their horse to your office and Martin Luther King Jr. way and well, unload that thing. <laughs> it's only happened one time at my other practice in Bonnie Lake. I couldn't get to the the horse, so he brought the horse to me. Gotcha. And so we had a bunch of people like watching, and it was pretty entertaining. I'll bet that it is entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been in Tacoma? I've been in Tacoma almost three years. Three years. Yeah, okay. November uh, 2016 is when I opened that practice. Gotcha. So what made you pick where you picked? You live 45 minutes away. Why Why? did you give yourself a 45-minute commute? A couple of reasons. One, it's always really important to, uh, when you're building a practice, to go to a location that's up and coming. And people that have lived here in the Hilltop or Tacoma region kind of know a little bit more about Hilltop and know that it's actually growing tremendously. And so I wanted to work work up here, and there was a building that was available, and it just kind of fell into my lap, and it worked really wonderfully, and that's why I'm here. But yeah, I do live in Bonnie Lake, so right. it's only like a 30-minute drive. Is it? All I right. drive fast. Oh, <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> I know. Not surprised at all. So um, I've been to your office a few times. Uh, you did a great job. You helped me out. I walked. I like, crawled in more or less. <laughs> um, and then after a couple of visits, I was able to, to walk upright again. That was good. Uh, your office has a very casual vibe to it, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how, is that, how is that received? Are, are folks okay with that immediately? Or are they put off by it at first because they expect a very clinical experience and and all that kind of stuff. You've got a little dog running around that's got an outfit on and all that kind of stuff. But You know, that's a really good question because we really do <clears throat> want to be different. We don't want to be the typical chiropractic clinic where it feels really sterile and white jacket kind of place. Um, this has been really fun to develop this practice because it's just all of our personalities meshed in there. We're all like-minded individuals, and we want people to come in and feel comfortable. Like we have tea and we have water. Um, there's been times if, you know, if I'm not treating a patient, I'll just sit down with one of the patients. We'll have a little chit chat and right. it's more relaxed. 
Um, and I like that feeling with it a lot. And I would say it's perceived quite well so far. You know, I'm not going to be the chiropractor for everybody. Um, but I feel like I am resonating with a lot of different people. And I feel like it's right. been really good for business and to have that relaxed feel. Sure. Um, it's kind of funny because I hate being called Dr. Michelle. Like, I just hate you it. You prefer Dr. Marconi? I prefer Dr. Marconi or just call me Michelle. <laughs> so most of my patients just call me Michelle. But I, yeah, I don't like the Dr. Michelle thing. I don't know why. It's just not my thing. I worked really hard with my last name. That's been my last name my whole life. And I've always wanted to be Dr. Marconi. But no, I don't mind. But I would ask them to say, call me Michelle. Um, right. So a lot of people just call me Michelle. And that's fine for me. I don't look at it as a disrespect. I just personally hate Dr. Michelle. Right. I don't know it's why. Funny, it's funny with people who have doctorates in anything, medical or you know whatever, uh, some are adamant. I, it took me 27 years of school to get this degree. You're going to call me doctor. I'm going to insist on it, whether you like it or not, even if it's not a medical doctor. And then there's other <laughs> folks who's like, eh, doctor just feels, eh, just, just call me Michelle. Yeah, I, I really don't care either way. Um, but yeah, I, just, I don't like the Dr. Michelle. And it's just my thing. I just don't like it. I never have. And I think, you know, I've always been called Marconi, like even when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I remember it's actually kind of a funny story. Okay, so I'm a freshman in high school, and I remember being at my locker and this guy comes up to me he's probably like a junior he looks at me he goes hey what are you doing tonight and i'm like why what's up what are you doing he's like i'm going to marconi's you gonna come <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i'm marconi because i was just known right away i had parties a lot my parents were really lax and they were hippies and so and we had a nice big house and so we had parties a lot so i've always been known as marconi um that's funny i know yeah so no i've i've just liked that name and i think it's a powerful name i come from a huge huge irish italian family and um marconi is something i want i just like being marconi you know right. i got remarried and it's like the great marconi you could be like a like a, a mind reader or something like that or a prognosticator or that's <laughs> it yeah and actually it was you know marconi is the guy that invented anybody know radio the radio yeah no relation. No really. Oh, bummer. I know. You missed out on that money train, didn't I you? I know. I sure did. <laughs> but when my great grandfather came through Ellis Island, um, they. Thanks for putting me on the spot, by the way. What if I didn't know it was radio? Well, then I would. It's okay. I would have educated you, but that's okay. A lot of some people don't know. That's um, But yeah, they came through Ellis Island, and they're like, uh, "Your last name is way too long," and it was. They chopped it to Marconi. So right. I've been Marconi. I love gotcha. it. Yeah. Good. So this is your second practice. Yes. You had one in Bonnie Lake. You I had did. one right down the street from your house or a 10-minute drive or whatever. Yes. What uh, What prompted the closing shape. one and starting another one and all that? Um, thanks for asking that very personal question. Yeah, no problem. No, I was kidding, Ryan. We already talked. That's <laughs> totally fine. Um, actually, uh, the business is still open. Uh, it's called uh, Mountain View Chiropractic and Wellness. And that business I purchased with my now ex-husband. We went to school together. We purchased it uh, in 2006, and it was a dying practice. I think the ladies maybe saw, I don't know, five patients a day. Oh, it was wow. just her. She had a couple massage therapists in there. Um, and so we took it over, and we ran it, and we grew it to almost a little over 20 employees is wow. when I left. Yeah, and it turned into a really big practice, probably one of the biggest ones in Barney Lake and still is. And I just um, – I sold my half to him, and he still has it open. And I actually still refer people to that office if they're in the area. Right. Um, I have there's some things that he has in his office I don't have in mine, and I'll still work with him. And it's really amicable and nice to have that. Um, you know, having someone I can bounce some questions off of, and he's there for me, which is awesome. But yeah, I went from that huge practice to now starting from fresh, right, from scratch, and. 
my now forever husband, I like to call him J.D. Coker, who is the most incredible human being in the world, he never... Hey, nice that you were able to work that in. I know. Anytime I can. <laughs> he is incredible. Oh, my God. I love that man so much. Um, you know, he never ran a chiropractic office before. He ran a garage door company, his father. So he has a lot of business skills, but not in the wellness center. Mm-hmm. So he really re- refers to me constantly, like, what do you think about this? And it's not that I have the final say, but I'm the one that ran a practice before. And well, he did your it. name's on the door, so you can't have the, the final say. <laughs> But I'm also a big feminist and a ball of quality, and we work together completely. Um, but yeah, so it was like starting from scratch, and it, it, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did it, and it's been so empowering to do so, to prove to myself that I can. Right. And it's been remarkable, but my gosh, I felt like it was sending my child off to college and then finding out I'm pregnant. I Oof. feel like I'm starting. I just got I just got chill when you said that. Good lord, I can't. I, oh my gosh, I know. I think I'd jump off the Narrows Bridge. Oh God, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So, so your first practice yes. with your now ex-husband, yeah. you purchased a practice there that was not doing well. Yes. And then this time you purchased a practice that wasn't doing well, or this is complete started from scratch. Complete started from okay. scratch. There was gotcha. nothing there. The building actually was a physical therapy office. It was it's six thousand square feet. We took half of it. Okay. And so we have 3,000 square feet, and they had to do so much construction. And with the permits here in Tacoma, mm-hmm. thank you so much, it took forever. So was I, it less than a year or over a year? It was less than a year. Okay. Well, that's, that's a win. Okay. <laughs> um, I called it my sabbatical. I had like six, seven months off, which was nice. It was actually kind of nice to have that time because um, Jay and I have four kids together. He had two. I had two. Mm-hmm. None together. Right. None. Same situation here, yeah. Yes, not yeah. gonna, not gonna do that again. Yeah, no more diapers. Right. Oh my gosh. So um, it was nice to have that time, that break, to kind of like, you know, to regroup and refresh myself. Um, but I was told I was gonna be starting in July, mm-hmm. then August, September. So we opened in November. So that was kind of frustrating that part, but um, it worked out really well, and I joined some amazing networking groups. Right. So so let's back up to your yes. first practice and you you so you have two experiences then to, to kinda two paths of growing your own business. One is buying one that wasn't doing well and yes. one is starting one from scratch. Yeah. Let's start with the first one. So you buy one that's not not doing well, you maybe have reputation problems, you maybe have customer service problems, you may mm-hmm. be buying bad Yelp reviews or mm-hmm. Google reviews or financial troubles and all that kind of stuff. Take us through that. What what went well with that purchase? What what would you look back and go, holy crap, I'd never do that again? What what would you look at on that on that part? Well, we were fresh out of college and we didn't really know better. But honestly, I would have started from scratch. Gotcha. Um, she her technique and her style was completely different than ours. So it was we weren't really maintaining a lot of her patients. Right. We were basically trying to purchase, in a sense, that location. Mm-hmm. And the location is what what we, we were sold on. So for chiropractors, location, location is super important. Sure. Um, so many times we've gotten, and both practices, they're walking by. Right. And storefront, you know, having that is super important. Some businesses is not. They don't, they're just going to look you up no matter where you work or live, whatever. So this was important to have that storefront. So we purchased it because of that reason. Uh, she would treat a patient for 45 minutes. Our treatments are usually between 7 to 12 minutes. Right. So that's a big transition for patients. It was very different and she used the activator which if you're not familiar with the activator it's a like a clicky thing yeah okay um i don't i use my hands so that's completely different so as much as we bought the practice i felt like it was from scratch because we had to start all over again um so that was kind of that was tough but um it was a learning experience and we did purchase the items that were in there 
There was an x-ray machine in there, which um, if you know how much x-ray machines are, they go up towards $100,000. Right. So that was nice to have that. Um, but yeah, if I were to go back and tell myself, I'd probably say, don't do it. Yeah, you know, we, whenever um, in our business, we've looked at, you know, we toyed around the idea of acquisitions of, of similar businesses and kind of outlying, kind of related to what we do. And the advice we've always gotten from attorneys, our CPA, bankers, um, buy the assets, don't buy the business. Yeah. That's always been the advice. And yeah. and after, um, you know, hearing some horror stories and kind of and looking at some businesses to maybe acquire and things like that, um, that totally makes sense now. Because, again, there's, there's all the skeleton in the closet you have no idea about until it's yours. Mm -hmm. You could be buying a, an L&I lawsuit. You could be buying all kinds of fun stuff that uh, you would never even know about because they're not going to be super upfront about that kind of stuff when they're trying to get top dollar for their business. Absolutely. And that's interesting. You brought up the whole Yelp reviews and stuff. When we purchased it, you know, 13 years ago, that wasn't a big as big back then. Right. I'm sounding old when I say things like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the one thing we did that was big about purchasing it is um, if you're familiar with insurance companies. There's a lot of insurance companies out there right now that chiropractors and practitioners cannot get on as a provider. Gotcha. And so she offered that. Okay. There was an insurance company that has been closed and still is closed, but I'm on and my ex-husband is on too mm -hmm. because of that reason. Oh. So there is that positive to that. Um, that would be more, more exclusive to chiropractors and practitioners like that. But um, yeah, that was, I guess, almost priceless. Yeah. It's a, I don't even tell the insurance company. So you're kind of grandfathered into an insurance, yes. uh, insurance plant that you can't get on anymore. Gotcha. You cannot get okay. on anymore. And it's the insurance plant is Regents, and Regents is a huge one, especially it's it's the Boeing. That's yeah, my insurance. Yeah, a mm. lot of people aren't on it. And the only way to get on it is to purchase a practice gotcha. or be in a big enough clinic like uh, my ex husband's clinic currently. It's so big that most of the practitioners are grandfathered in because of that. Yeah. But if they were to leave, they wouldn't. But for me, since I've been on it for so long, I was able to take that with me to. So looking Marconi. back, you would have instead of purchasing the business, you would have you would have purchased the equipment and and tried to take over the lease or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. But and yeah, it's all looking back, and honestly, it was a great decision because it brought us to where we are now. But it was definitely stressful, and I wish I would have had a lawyer, and I didn't have a lawyer when I bought it. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, you you purchased a chiropractic business with we, no attorney. With no attorney, we <laughs> don't make me feel stupid. Who do we have on next week? <laughs> Is it a lawyer? Oh my god! No. Well, no. we had a contract, and um, it was a contract that was given to me from another chiropractic friend of mine, and we went through it and looked at it, and that saved us both a bunch of money not using a lawyer. And um, <laughs> I I feel like I'm being made better right now. That's well, okay. Yeah, a little bit. I yeah, mean, definitely. I mean, I, and I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, would you would you tell somebody looking no. for chiropractic to go talk to their lawyer friend and see what the best best way to cure their spinal problem no, th is? No, and that's why I'm saying like I <laughs> wish I would have would have used a lawyer. Like that was uh, something that I never would have done. Right. You know, looking back, like I should have had a lawyer and I didn't. Sure. Um, so that is a mistake, but it all worked out in the long run yeah. where we are now. You know, but no, definitely have a lawyer. I mean, I, I go to my lawyer friends for almost everything. And a lot of times, you know, they're like, you know what, I think you just on your own. Let me give you a couple of advice. But no, I, I think it's important to give the job to the person that knows best. Right. So yeah, that was a mistake. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'll, and I'll, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing okay. with, you, with you, you. I hope you can yeah, laugh at yeah. me. Uh, but it's interesting, um, to hear somebody with a high level of education 
and and who who's in a profession where you make a lot of money, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not a secret. Chiropractors yeah. make a lot of money. Uh, I'm in a profession where the the you know people make a lot of money. I mean, plumbers make a lot of money. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But when people make decisions on on um, anything, the first thing is how much is it going to cost. And it, you know, lawyers are expensive. So our mm-hmm. default setting is, oh, that's too much. I'm not going to spend that much. I'm going to find a better, cheaper way. Mm-hmm. Um, and but when we talk to our own clients, it's well, no, you need to hire a professional. It's just and, and plumbers are notorious for this. It's, it cracks me up that um, plumbers, you know, there's some plumbers that charge six hundred dollars an hour in our area. It's what? it's absolutely yeah, it's insane. Um, and they spend a lot of time training their workforce on how to sell six hundred dollars an hour. And they, you know, they 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 put on the show more or less, right? Um, but when you talk to that business owner about purchasing something themselves, it's well, that's that's three hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. I'm not gonna spend three hundred dollars on that. It's like you, that, your minimum charge isn't even that. You no, know? you're right. And honestly, I think what it was is Meg's husband and I. We were both fresh out of school, right? And you know, lots of debt, and it was yeah. scary. Sure. Um, we were most people out of Cabrera who do not purchase. Um, they start their own. They start their own. We had we got a, a family loan that um, we paid off within a year and a half, but we. But it's hard to get a loan, and so we right. actually had a family member that was helpful, which was nice. But gotcha. um, that is why. But yeah, no, you're right. Like I would never right. do that now. Yeah. So and, and and you know, I mean, looking again, hindsight's always twenty twenty oh, and stuff, right? I mean, you look at okay, an attorney would have cost, let's say, five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay, that's a lot of money. But something could have cost you one hundred and five thousand dollars if it didn't go right. Absolutely, <laughs> the math is pretty simple when you look back on it, right? Absolutely. But again, I understand we're you know we're all in you know when you're starting a business, money's a big deal. It's it's not it's yeah. not it's sometimes it is, it's a big, huge factor, and you just have to take a gamble sometimes. And, and I get that. And I, I and again, I laugh coming from a place <laughs> where we've made our share of mistakes. Where you know we we should have hired an attorney. We should have hired. I mean, ours was a CPA. We tried to be cheap on and, oh. and hire a bookkeeper, and. Uh, the money we saved on the difference between a CPA and a bookkeeper was probably annually, you know, four thousand dollars, five thousand uh-huh. dollars, something like that. That bookkeeper costs us um, in one tax error. That bookkeeper costs us about seventeen thousand dollars. So I mean, I, I, I'm I'm laughing because I can relate to it, not because I'm laughing at you. It's it just it's it's interesting. In in you would expect I would expect folks who are in industries where um, they aren't making six figures plus. To have that mindset, it's always interesting to me, me to talk to people who make a lot of money who still have that default setting that mm-hmm. I'm going to be cheap and I'm going to try to find the cheaper way. That was the old me, though, not the <laughs> new me. So speaking of CPAs, uh, we had we didn't have a very good one, and then we found one that was exclusive to chiropractors. Nice, and um, we didn't have to pay taxes for three years because you'd overpaid. Overpaid, yeah, and he helped us out. That's nice. Um. And he was way more expensive, so it was interesting. Once we realized it, it was, overall, obviously, it saved us a right. ton of money. Sure, but um, no, I understand that completely. And um, when I started this business, oh, don't even—I don't even know how to do that stuff. I hired immediately. Right. Um, I was never—I never tried it on my, on my own. So in the first one, I'll—I'll uh, I'll just a couple more questions. I'll kind of wrap that part up. So the transition to the experience the customer had yeah. was night and day. You had to—you yes. probably essentially lost all the clients that the previous owner had and had to basically yeah. start bringing your own in right? pretty much yeah um and then what other things uh what other kind of things did you encounter you know six months in or 18 months in after purchasing that you're like oh i didn't really know this was going to be a problem when, when when buying an existing business was there anything else or it was just the customer experience was the big thing i think the customer experience um we had to do a turnover of staff 
because um, they were used to something. And That's kind of what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, okay. So <laughs> she only had like one employee. Right. Um, and the employee was used to working very limited hours and she got, you know, three weeks paid vacation. And at the time, we were like, we're not going to be on yeah, vacation. Like, right. We couldn't offer what she was getting. Um, so, yeah, that was there was something different. And she was using paper charting. We wanted to use electronic charting. And so it it was basically starting from scratch. Right. So how long did the employee last? Uh, three months. Three months, yeah. Uh, again, when we've looked at acquiring, you know, inevitably – in our in our in our situation, you know, we're we're service related, so labor is everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, if we acquire a business that's doing fantastic, well, that's awesome. But what if what if ninety percent of the employees leave after six months? Well, we, what have we purchased? A phone number, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and exactly. some equipment that's useless without people who are there to, to run it. So yeah, um, yeah, that's something we've always had to kind of kick around. Okay, if we're gonna acquire something. The employees might not like it. I mean, we, we're not bad people, but we have a different style and a different exactly. vibe than the people they're used to. And uh, that that existing vibe might work for them, and, and ours may not. And you know, um, all people being you know, having good intentions as we are, um, it still may not be a good fit. They might just say, eh, "This isn't for me," and I'm out. You know. Exactly. Uh, okay, so then you, we fast forward, and you you now start your own. You start completely from scratch. Mm-hmm. You get your eight month sabbatical, um, and then you you turn the lights on, and day one you walk in, and what do you got? Crickets. Crickets, right? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. So it's 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 super super anticlimactic, isn't it? When you 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 have all this buildup and all this fervor yeah. and all this excitement, and then you walk in, you turn the light switch on, you look around, yeah, here I am, and there's not a sound out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nobody around. There's no phone calls. There's no nothing, right? Yep. So what was that like for you? It was tough, absolutely. Coming from you know, I used to see between. 40 to 80 patients a day. Wow. So going to zero, um, that was tough. But again, I had created a little Easter egg for myself, like a little nest of like, okay, I, I can do this. And I knew how much time I had. And I try not to freak out. And um, I started going, I joined a networking group, mm-hmm. Ignite You, yep. which is amazing. Yep. Um, I didn't actually go for the first like six months. I would go here and there. And once I started going, I was noticed a difference. But um I just, I started, like, looking around the town, and we did this cute little, like, what did we do? It was right before we opened, we had these pumpkin baskets, and we put fresh um, apples in them. Mm-hmm. Organic, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah. With our brochures in it, and... I would expect beef jerky from you. Oh, mom. right, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, we walked around, and you know what? That actually worked. I mean, not right away. Right. Because with all marketing, it's never... Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. But um, I actually got patients that way because they would really? say, you came by. And one of them happened like a year and a half later. So you just walked around Tacoma with a basket of apples in your... G- in gave your everyone like a basket. Yeah. A pumpkin basket right. with apples in it and our brochures. And we just walked around and we got to know the businesses and introduce ourselves. Right. Um, that helped. And we, you know, we were on all the, you know, social media stuff as much as possible. Sure. And so it, it, it happened. It just, it took some time. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I, 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 I fear I'm always sounding like a broken record with this stuff because as we are, you know, fleeing faster and faster, running faster and faster into the age of technology yeah. and internet and marketing online and all that stuff, um, it just feels to me like we are losing our sense of identity and, and, and our human interaction that I think people still crave. Yeah. So you can have the best online marketing plan in the world and the most effective, but going out and meeting your neighbors and handing out apples. 
yeah. has a much bigger impact than, than having the best organic results on Google and you're on page one above the fold and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and it's always interesting to me. I, and it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating for folks who are struggling in their businesses who won't go out and do those kinds of things. Go out mm-hmm. and actually meet people. <laughs> yeah. They want people to come to them, but they don't actually want to go out and put the effort into meeting people and exactly. developing relationships and well, my marketing guy says I need to do this, or my, you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever says I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always interesting that that uh, like Joanne was on last week, and she was talking about still writing thank you cards and what an impact that has. Yeah, and just that personal touch that that we are f- we're just being catapulted away from. I still think is is you know huge for businesses. You're right. Actually, it really is. Um, I started going to the Hilltop Business Association meetings, and I wasn't a board member. I am now, and I said. So th- I started in November, and I said something in, like, February. I'm like, we should do a wine walk. Right. And they're like, okay, you do it. <laughs> of course. Like like any oh. good good uh, organization, when you have an idea, you're now the chairperson <gasps> for that idea. So I was the chairperson for that, and we had it in end of April. And we were in the hole with that one, but we still did good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had to purchase a lot of stuff. Right. Uh, we now had our third one on June 1st, and... We are now way above the red, and we actually made a, a really good profit with it. Sure. So I think, you know, I went into those business group meetings, and I was my face was there. Right. And I think that helped, that personal touch, that, like, getting to know people. You know, Hilltop's a very close-knit um, community, and they want you to live and work there. Right. And I don't. I don't live there. Um, but I work there, and I'm a member, and I'm, I'm part of it. And right. I, it took them some time to see that, to see that I wasn't just – in there for a little bit, like I'm actually a little bit of there. marketing. You're just there to promote your business, and then I'm yep. out. Yep, they know. saw that I'm actually, I actually care, and they right. they're like, oh, so I'm starting to get a lot more hilltop um, residents and business owners coming in because they feel that they're seeing that, like, oh no, she's a staple here now, right? Because that's what I wanted. I wanted to be part of it, and it's been really good that way. But you're, I think you're right. We've losing, we're losing that personal touch big time. Yeah, the whole, I guess I'm a millennial. I don't want to say that. You out guess. Loud. Oh my gosh, I was talking with Justin Crozier and he's like, no, no, it was Nick McBaker and he's like, you know you're a millennial. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's 84. No, it's 99 or something like that. No, it's 80. No, it, yeah, yeah, 81. Yeah, 81, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, the, the, what's the one after that is up to 99, the Generation Z years. I don't, I don't know. But I'm 82 and I was so disappointed because <laughs> I make fun of millennials all the time. <laughs> and then I'm putting my foot in my mouth. Right. I'm a millennial apparently. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was frustrating, but there are a, <laughs> amazing millennials out there that are not the typical norm of what people are saying. So I, I make fun of it because my receptionist, Michaela is incredible and she's a millennial and, right. but she's, she's a phenomenal human being. And I can't function without her to a point where I literally will write a note and I cannot read it and I have to have her come in and tell me what it says. Your own note. My own note with yeah. my own handwriting. Yeah. yeah. So I make fun of millennials, but I love them. Um, right. But yeah, we, that, that that touch needs to come back of like, that sounded inappropriate, but if I'm a chiropractor, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But we have well, to be more... Well, it's even maybe much more inappropriate. Uh. Yeah. It's important <laughs> to be there and communicate with people and look people in the eye and have a conversation. And mm-hmm. I like refused to text right in the beginning. Like I was never a texter. Right. Because I always thought like that you lost a personal touch. Sure. But now I, I love to text and it's amazing. But I get what you're saying and I agree completely. Yeah, and, and so where are you where are you at now? Um, so you've been in business three years. Yes. And you started out with crickets, and yes. and you had to go out and pound the pavement and yes. hand out your satchel of apples and yes. things like that. And satchel and of apples. Where, where are you at now? 
<laughs> oh, we're doing really good. Um, really good. We're we're making a profit, and um, how long did that take? I would say that took a little over a year. Okay, and I was pretty happy with that. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, now I'd say we see. I'm seeing patients about um, on average about twenty patients a day. Okay. And that's really good. Like I would like to go up to forty patients a day. Right. I could, um, but I like twenty. Like really? I don't want to. I don't want to stop and say I don't want any more because I want to manifest that because I do want more patients. Don't get me wrong, but I. It's funny. I don't want to be that big practice like I was before. Interesting. I was, it was too much for me. So when you when you started the first one, your goal was to be a, a huge, huge practice, yes, right? And I now that. you you leave there and you start another one, mm-hmm. and uh, now you're not looking to be the no. the largest chiropractic firm in the Western Hemisphere. That's no. not your plan anymore. No, and that used to be mine, but I don't want that. You know, we built something and we had associates, and we was like the idea. Oh, now we can go on vacation more often, and now we can do things because we have associates there. Happy with that. Sure. Um, yeah, so I, now I'd say we see, I'm seeing patients about, um, on average, about 20 patients a day. Okay. And that's really good. Like, I would like to go up to 40 patients a day. Right. I could. Um, but I like 20. Like, really? I don't want to, I don't want to stop and say I don't want anymore because I want to manifest that because I do want more patients. Don't get me wrong. But I, it's funny. I don't want to be that big practice like I was before. Interesting. I was, it was too much for me. So when you when you started the first one, your goal was to be a, a huge, huge practice, yes, right? And I now that. you you leave there and you start another one, mm-hmm. and uh, now you're not looking to be the no. the largest chiropractic firm in the Western Hemisphere. That's no. not your plan anymore. No, and that used to be mine, but I don't want that. You know, we built something and we had associates, and we was like the idea. Oh, now we can go on vacation more often, and now we can do things because we have associates there. But what you remember is that the patients want you. Right. They don't want somebody else. So I towed around the idea, do I get an associate? Do I not? And the patients want to see me. Right. So if I've got a gazillion trillion patients, I might hire demand and I can't do the things I like to do. And traveling is a huge part of me and my core and my soul. Yeah. And so I want to be on vacation. And so I'm honest with my patients. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm here most days, but call. (laughs) You don't know. I just don't. And I don't want to sound like conceited or rude but i want people to know that Mm -hmm. and i do have other options if people you know needed somebody i have chiropractors that i recommend but for the most part people want to see me right they don't want to see my associate right so if you if you built a a big a big practice and you had and you hired you know three chiropractors to come in yeah they're going to develop really close close relationships with their clients exactly we're going to want only see them i mean you're chiropractor you are touching your the chiropractor is touching your body and not you know inappropriately or whatever but um, Hopefully not. It, yeah, at least on your case, right? <laughs> uh, it is a personal thing, though, and yes. you're you're not going to want to see a different chiropractor every time you come in. Um, and I I I uh, briefly had an experience in Bonnie Lake where I saw a chiropractic uh, company, and they kind of did rotate you through. And I I only went like four times because I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, if you if you grow a big practice, you're hiring people who are then going to become your competitors because they're yeah. going to develop those relationships with the clients you're paying the marketing to get. Mm. You're paying them to do the work, and they're going to say, well, I've got 40 or 80 or 600 or whatever the magic number is, clients who only want to see me. Why wouldn't I just go start my own firm? Well, that's where contracts come into play. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, exactly. So I don't want to be that huge practice, but I want to have – I would love to see more patients still. Gotcha. But in a way that I can still – do trips and I can still do things. So you're able to find some balance. I want to find balance. That's right. been my that's been my word for 2019 is balance. Gotcha. I think it's really important, and 
I just, I was raised on traveling and it's really important and I wasn't able to do it as much in my, I mean, not to be so personal, but like, that's one of the reasons why we divorced. We, we never did anything together. Yeah. I would vacation on my own. He would never join me because right. one of, he felt like one of us had to be there. Gotcha. And so okay. we were developed this practice that we thought we wanted so we could have associates do it. And, but then it never happened. And right. So, so then it's kind of the classic situation where you, you create the monster that in, then yeah, owns you. Yeah, exactly. So before I forget, um, yeah. um, and we'll come back to this other, th- the, the vacation and stuff like that, but okay. um, you talk about employee contracts. So I'm talking, I'm yes. assuming you're talking about like non-compete agreements and things like that. Yes. Um, Which is why I am in, that's another reason why I'm in Tacoma. I have a non-compete. You have a non-compete to yes. be in Bonnie Lake. You can't be within 20 miles or whatever it is. I, yeah, I think it's 15 miles. 15 miles. Yep. Okay. So. Um, for five years. For five years. Yeah. Okay. So um, I've heard over the, you know, I, I work in an industry where non-compete agreements are a thing. Yeah. Um, but depending on which attorney you talk to, some say oh. they're enforceable and some say they're not, blah, blah, blah. What, what's your thought on, on non-compete agreements and how realistic they are to enforce and is it worth the hassle and mm. all that kind of stuff? What, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I don't know how enforceable it is. But ethically and morally, I think that's pretty bad. If you sign something and say you're not going to do that and you do right. it, what's that? I, think, I don't think that's, a, that's really good. But people still do that kind of stuff. So I ethically just won't do it. You know, you're looking at a guy who started his own business, right? <laughs> you started your own business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and so our... our uh, was there um, a non-compete with you? There was. And uh, the... the uh, hold on, hold on. The way our non-compete was worded for the company I worked for um, was... You, they can't stop you from opening a plumbing firm, uh-huh. a, a plumbing company. Yeah. They can stop you from soliciting their customers. Okay. Yes, exactly. And so we, we adhered to that. And um, uh, again, depending on which attorney I've talked to over the years, mm-hmm. um, having moved around a few times within the plumbing community, um, there's always this threat of, especially for somebody who's in sales like I was, that yeah. they will come and tell you you can't, you can't do that. And um, one, of, one of the attorneys explained it to me um, this way was basically – you know, listen, you can, you can, they can't keep you from having a job. Mm-hmm. They can keep you from actively pursuing their customers. And what they will do, while it may not be completely enforceable in Washington, Washington is a state that doesn't look super kindly on, on non-compete agreements, mm-hmm. but they can take you to court and make you pay $20,000 to prove that you're right. Yeah. And that's a big enough deterrent in and of itself uh, for most folks to not violate the agreement. Exactly. And so yeah. that's kind of, that has kind of resonated with me. It's like, okay, well, that makes sense that, mm-hmm. Yeah, I may I may be victorious, but it's going to cost me more than it's worth to, to exactly. fight it. So, um, you know, our our thought was let's just keep our head down and do what we're doing, and and not be in their world, and they won't be in our world. Yeah. And, and so for the first couple of years, we did. I mean, our non-compete agreements in our industry are only a year. Oh, okay. Um, so um, for the first year, we just kept our head down, and and we didn't. We if we knew that they had a customer, we just stayed away from them. We went to the place next door. We didn't. You know, who cares? Which sounds really ethical to me. That's what that sounds yeah. good to me. Um, with with that being my ex-husband and my ex-partner in business, and we have children together, right? I didn't yeah. want to rock no, the boat no, with no, that. No, so no, my, mine not. was very different because I didn't want to. And um, you know, I actually do work at Sumner CrossFit, which is a town next to mine. Mm-hmm. But um, I asked for permission from him, and we put it in writing. Nice. Um, so what I was getting at is when you when you hire people now, yes. you have them sign this agreement, uh, and you you sound like you you feel like it's an ironclad contract that you have with them. What what makes you feel confident about that is what I was really getting at earlier. Okay, that's what's so funny. Um, so in my old practice, <laughs> we made everyone sign contracts. Um, I not all my employees have signed contracts. One of them works another place nearby, but we we talked about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I've been a little more lax in this business than this one. It's so embarrassing. Oh my gosh, I should be more. 
like I was before. But I've created a very different practice now. Right. I'm not as big as I was before. Right. Um, but it's it's a little more unique. But um, yeah, I would. It's tough in the Tacoma area. Well, it's it's tough in general. I mean, it, who wants to be the person who has to have a contract for everything you do? Yeah, That's, that cre- it creates an icky environment that that wouldn't be attractive to a lot of employees. So, I mean, as long as you're comfortable losing whatever it would cost you, if they yeah. completely violated your trust, and if you're okay with that, then who cares? Move on. Exactly. Like I have a couple of massage therapists. I have an acupuncturist. The acupuncturist I worked at with my other practice. I've known her for ten years, and. Uh, my husband works for me, and he doesn't have a contract. And <laughs> I, 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 okay. Yeah. Your husband works for you. Well, yeah, he's That's, a massage therapist. Okay, so he, it's your business. He, he's an employee. Yes. That's okay. On payroll, yeah. On payroll, yeah. and and so he's not on the. He, he it's your business, right? Yep. Marconi's on the na- on the on the door. Yep. And that works okay. That works okay at home. It works okay at work. Yeah. And and. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Works out <laughs> fine. I try, I try to imagine. Uh, uh, I, I just, I, yeah, Stacy would kill me. Is <laughs> so Stacy's name the, on your business? No, 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 no. No, uh, no I mean, we, we started our business before I even knew Stacy. So uh, I'm just trying to picture um, her and I working together. I think she would, I think, you know, being together 18 hours a day, I think she would like murder me. You think she'd murder you? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. so. <laughs> I don't think I'm kind of so. hard to get along with sometimes. I don't know if really? you know that. Oh, yeah. yeah I can, be, I can be a little stubborn. You, well, um, you seem nice, though. It's a great act. I'm, I'm a super good actor. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> Is this just your side job, and then you actually are an actor? Yeah, yeah, something okay. like that. You're just yeah. playing like a plumber or something? Yeah. Okay. I'm not even a plumber. That's See, right, that's how good of an actor I am. <laughs> that is a pretty good acting. Yeah, okay, I get that's, it. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but you said one of the things that really worked in, when you started the first business was that you and your husband at the time built worked. a business together. Yes. And that is, okay, so all kidding aside, so when you're starting a business, um, it takes, you know, it's not a 40-hour week gig. No. You don't get a clock in at 5 and clock a clock in at 8, clock out of 5. Yeah. Um, so you're working a ton of hours. Yes. You're not producing anything except for debt. Yes. When you start out, right? You're not yes. making any money. Yep. So the person who's not doing that is home alone all the time, and all they hear from you is, now we owe more. Yeah. Right? I'm, not only am I not bringing a paycheck in, now we owe $500 more than we did last week. Yes. And that that is stressful for relationships. Yes. That is really tough when one person is is the one starting the business and one person is doing their quote unquote normal job or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that earlier that it was it was beneficial having both of you in that boat. So you were both experiencing the same thing. You both were in it together as far as knowing why you were putting all the effort in, why it took all the hours, mm-hmm. why you weren't producing any money. Yeah. That, that I could see where that would be totally helpful in yes. starting the business for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, we can joke that I think it's important to work with your uh, – for me, it's important to work with my spouse, and now I'm on my last marriage, um, <laughs> my forever marriage. <laughs> this is a prerequisite for you to get married that you had to work for me? Is that, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay. Actually, that's kind of funny because I met my chiropractor when I was like – 14, 16, that's when I decided to become a chiropractor. And mm-hmm. he worked with his wife, who's also a chiropractor. So when I met my now ex-husband, I was like, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yes. So I really did want to work with my spouse. Um, I kind of grew up with my parents kind of always being around each other and doing things together. And I that was what I was kind of raised with. So, um, yeah, I think it is important because we weren't – we were always there together. We did our events together. We did our marketing together. And we understood it together because I remember when I was on maternity leave, I would have moments where I'm like, what are you, you still at work? And as I'd have amnesia and I forgot like, oh, wait a minute, owning a business is different. It's not nine to five. Right. There's more things you have to do. And yeah. Nine to five is just when you do the thing. You oh make your widgets gosh. or sell or whatever. The nine to five is just, 
That's yep. just the the requisite to be in business. That's not where the work really happens. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think it is really good, and it was really good for JD and I to work together. Um, you know, he quit his job. He was uh, worked um, as a uh, he ran his father's garage door company, and he quit that, and he was working with me. We're working together, and so he got to know the ins and outs of o- opening a business too, because he didn't know anything about chiropractic really, except for you know my adjustments. Right. So that's been helpful, and now he knows a lot more too, and so now he can be more. Um, more of a partner versus like uh, an employee in my, in my eyes because I can turn to him for lots of ideas and help. Right. Uh, the other thing you mentioned um, was you enjoy hiring friends. I do. <laughs> Which again is contrary to almost everything I tell people. I, I, know. I always tell people do not hire your friends. It's the worst thing you could possibly do because if, if you like the person, don't hire them. If you don't care about the friendship, then hire them all you want. I think what's important is you need to hire someone that will respect you. So a lot of times, sometimes it'll be like a friend or like a brother or sibling, maybe not as respect, respect you because they they feel like they can talk differently to you or something. I don't know. But right. if you can have a friend who can also respect you and know the boundaries, then I think that's perfect. Um, I've had three associates that I've hired back in my other practice, and they all have been friends, and they all worked incredibly because as chiropractors, they came in wanting us to ex- to succeed and us wanting her or them to su- succeed. Right. So to me... That has worked out the best because they're invested in me and invested in the practice. And to them, it's not a nine-to-five job either. They actually want to see success. Interesting. Now, my practice. So, are, are, hold on. Are, okay. these pe- are these people who would want to, are they, would they be inclined to start their own business? Or they were just happy being an employee working for a successful practice? For us, the best employees are people that have had businesses. Right. And they did not do very right. well. And all of my employees have been have done that on their own, so they know how hard it is to start a practice. They yeah. know that hundred percent of universally. Of uh, yeah. Anybody who's had their own business is the best employee. The best employee. <laughs> oh so my awesome. gosh! I would never hire a brand new person out of out of um, chiropractic school. No. Ever. Because I had the same idea. I'm like, well, I deserve this. Right. Why do I deserve it more than the next person? Right. So, I mean, I I remember begging my friend Maya, who now is in Colorado, and I would tell her. I'm like, I want you to work for me. She's like, no, 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 no. I want to do my own thing, do my own thing. So she's in Colorado. She's in Colorado. And then one day she calls me. She's like, are you still looking? I'm like, oh, yes. And she worked for us for over five years. And now because of what she learned and everything, she moved back to Colorado, opened up her place. and Because gotcha. her whole family's from there. But she was incredible. And so, then, I mean, listen, five years nowadays, that's a, that's a pretty good tenure for an employee. That was that's awesome. Not, that's not terrible. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I do like working with friends. My receptionist now, she worked for me at other practice. She's working for me now. I mean probably not the best business advice but i trust people sure and i'd rather i'd rather get screwed over than think everyone's out to get me right but i don't want to be naive right you know what i'm saying like there's that that balance between it and i feel like i'm a pretty good read of character um but i put a lot of trust in people yeah and again like i said earlier if you're if you're willing to lose whatever it's going to cost you yeah and you're okay with that then then you know listen you know life is not just about dollars and cents and all that kind of stuff it's um you know, friends are important, and yeah. and you know you have to. If you're not able to be friends with me, you can. Tr- if you're not able to trust your friends, and who can you trust, right? Um, I've just seen in our experience, and we're not. I mean, we haven't hired like close friends. We've hired, I guess, acquaintances would be a better, a better word for it. Um, and and throughout other folks I've talked to who've hired, it it just it it's rarely worked out. So I'm really I'm happy I've to hear that it has before for you. too. Yeah. And I think that's what's important. I'm. Okay, there's a story. We went out one time with a few of my uh, employees in the last practice. We went out dancing, having fun, and 
um, one of one of the <laughs> massage therapists said to me something like, well, when I first met you, she said not a very nice word. And, and I looked at her and I was like, wow, do you really think that was appropriate to say that to me? And she realized like, she needs to know the difference between like we're being friendly and have going on a social thing, but right. you can't you you can't be you can't do things like that. Yeah, and um, I think she realized that she apologized, and we've been fine ever since. Right, but that's the difference. It's like you have to show like the boundaries. I'm not saying that I deserve more respect than her, and vice. It's just that we all deserve respect and yeah. know where things are appropriate. Um, yeah, I think that that the um, and again, I'm probably more callous than the average person and more jaded on just you know. <laughs> Listen, after you've been, you know, stolen from and lied to, you know, not not only dozens of times anymore, but, you know, over a hundred and whatever times, um, and some of those people are people that you would you would have called friends, mm-hmm. um, um, it just, yeah. I, eh. I understand. It, it just, it hurts, it, as much as you try to make it, it's a, it's a business relationship, it doesn't, it's not going to impact my personal life, I'm not going to care, I'm not going to have hurt feelings, you do, I don't oh, care, yeah. I don't care who you are, it does hurt when people lie to you and steal from you and, absolutely, and when it's somebody that you called a friend it it's that much worse and so it after just a, a few times of seeing um that and experiencing mm-hmm. it it's like yeah, it's just it, the risk isn't worth it for me anymore oh i understand and i think like when i hire anyone that's a friend or a close person i or a family member i sit down with them and i'm explain to them like what i'm looking for and i'm very right. transparent yeah um like very very transparent and i explain it you know completely every little thing even the weird nitty-gritty stuff and i go over that my mom used to help me out <laughs> Once in a while, the front desk. And I had to be like, Mother, I love you, but yeah. to maintain our relationship, yeah. I can't have you yeah, work for fired. Anymore. Yeah. And she worked for free. Like, she was just amazing. Like, she would come and help out, but my mom wasn't there as often. So, so that's right. You fired your own mom? I did. Oh, that's awesome. But she never, she never got paid. And, and we joked about it, but I was like, I can't work with you, Mother, because she's my mom. Right. And, you know, sometimes she has tone and she's like, Michelle, come here. And I'm like, <laughs> Mom, you gotta say Dr. Marconi and Mom, you can't do that. So yeah, there, yeah. But again, then I had the sense to say something right away and be right. like, "I love you, yeah. but no more." Right. Because it could have turned into that animosity or that frustration. And, and don't get me wrong, I have been screwed over, but sure. not as many times as you for sure. And yeah, um, I know it's it's weird that I say that, but yeah, I really do like hiring people that are close to me. Right. That's <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So you have to be. An employee to be a husband. Yeah, apparently. And even your mom is not safe from the pink slip. Okay, nope. that's what we've learned so that's far. That's what today. we learned so far. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, what other what what kind of things do you look back? I mean, what are, what are just a couple of things you look back besides the not having an attorney when you got the you know, <laughs> made the purchase and things like that? What what are a couple other things you look back and go, holy smokes, I can't believe I survived making this decision, or or what have you seen other peers um, not do well that cost them big time? Yeah, I definitely have, I have a lot of chiropractor friends, and I've seen some that have not done well, and they've Mostly I see them purchasing the most expensive new gadget and spending a lot of money up front right. without having the clientele to back it up with. And so I say always go slow. Take your time. There's no rush. Yeah. I mean, being a chiropractor, all I need is a chiropractor table. Like, I don't need much. Right. And and the purchasing the big equipment makes complete sense until you've experienced the day one where you walk in, turn the light switch on, there's crickets. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't expect that. I mean, you're I you're know. super optimistic. You're super gung-ho. <laughs> you know, I got a, I got a building. I got a business license i got mm-hmm. all the credentials i got all, all the trains moving and things are, it's just momentum's happening and it, i can't help but be successful I'm, i have to have the best to be the most you know noteworthy chiropractor in the world and then you walk in and, and you experience that moment where your heart just sinks and you're like holy crap what did i do yeah um until you've experienced that 
buying all the newest and greatest makes perfect sense. Yeah. But once you have, now you're like, okay, let's just, let's, is there a used one in Connecticut? I can drive and go pick it up somewhere. Oh, I got, I got a lot of used <laughs> stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I had to. I mean, you just, things are, things, they, they add up. Right. The time. Right. So. so you haven't experienced that necessarily yourself, but you've no. had, you've had friends who, who, yes. who've done that. Anything else stand out to you that you would, you would look back and, and tell somebody, you know, who's, what would you tell somebody who's, you know, you, you said you, you got profitable after a year roughly, yeah. which is pretty good. And that's, that's, yeah. that's still pretty rapid. Um, what would you tell somebody who's 14 months in, who's not quite there yet? What would you, what would you, what would you say that you can look back on your experience and go, okay, well, here's where we kind of turned the corner or, mm-hmm. um, you know, things kind of turn around after this happened or whatever. What, what would you say? Um, I'd probably tell them to start marketing better as a networking, like maybe going to a networking group or find, if you're a chiropractor, finding, um, local physical therapists around you or medical doctors that you can work with. Um, I put on a medical, a female medical doctor uh, thing at my office and they've actually asked me to come back and speak to them for an hour about veganism and nutrition and chiropractic care and what, how I can do to help them and help their patients. Um, so I would say go to, in your profession, go to things that could refer to you. Right. And show who you are. I mean, not just go to the, 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 the people that live around you, but definitely the, the um, professionals. Right. Well, and again, well, that's one of the things that seems, um, it doesn't seem like the logical thing to do when you're struggling, you're not making money, you're putting in a ton of hours mm-hmm. to then go invest in something that takes more time, costs more money. That's absolutely doesn't seem like the right thing to do, but you're right. You, you, you if, you're, if you're in that situation, you don't have, you don't have a full slate of customers or clients. You've got to go out there and get your name out there. You do. Um, anyway, you so, can. so you said you're a bit of a marketing expert. What's your, what's your take on that? What, um, what 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 are you really good at as far as marketing goes? What's really worked for you? Um, I think being personable and being transparent has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a chiropractor, you kind of have to sell yourself a little bit or sell your technique and sell what you're doing. And I think a lot of people in, that I've been around that are chiropractors that don't do that well are not good like people skills. Right. Um, and I think it's really important to have that. But I think joining a networking group or being part of associations, whether it be the Lions Club or Rotary or boards, or Ignite using incredible ones, different ones like that, I think is going to help you the best of just getting yourself out there. And I think it's not about having the most beautiful brochure or the beautiful business card. It's, right. Uh, be, go to the fairs. Go do things like that. Let people talk to you. I mean, what does it cost me to sit there for five minutes and talk to them about nutrition or talk to them about chiropractic and right. let them ask the questions? Some people are scared to go to places because they feel like it's going to cost them something. Right. So if you're there at a fair or someplace and you're just available, that's that's priceless. Right. So that's, I would say, the best marketing, in my opinion. Yeah. Again, everything goes back to relationships. Yeah. People, people buy from who they know, like, and trust. Exactly. It's been that way for a thousand years and it'll probably be that way a thousand years from now still even even as much as we are getting sucked into technology so <laughs> tell me about going to chiropractic school were you a good student okay so i was a good student but i busted my tush on it it yeah. was i it was not did not come easy you know i'm a i was a b student a student but it definitely had to work hard i wasn't the kid that was didn't have to study right. i studied a lot and i i worked really really hard and I went to undergrad and I got that done in two and a half years versus normal four years because I didn't like school. Right. I wanted to be out of it. Yeah. And I worked really hard and I studied and I was in school constantly and I wasn't the typical. I went out for parties and everything. And then I get to chiropractic school and I got in, one of the youngest to get in. And I was so happy because it was exactly what I wanted to be learning about. Right. But I still had to work really hard. Right. So I was a good student, but it didn't come easy. Like I had to work very hard. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good training for running a business. So. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a lot. And then I went back to school afterwards. Um, 300 hours of learning internal disorders and nutritional deficiencies after school thinking I would never go back to school again. And I just wanted to keep learning. Right. So now I think I'm a really good student. So uh, the majority of our audience is probably business people running, busy people running businesses, whether they own them or manage them or whatever. Rock stars. Give me, give me three health tips for people who are busy and don't yeah. have the time and blah, blah, blah. Give me your top three health tips. And don't give me that diet and exercise BS. You know, okay. that's, I, I hear that all the time. That's not, that's not, I'm just kidding. Okay. Of course, so it's, of course it's diet and exercise, out, right? Don't eat right. <laughs> yes. um, make sure you, you get up every hour at least and move around. Okay. Don't let your tushies get flat. All right. Especially for men because then it exposes your prostate. Um, oh, you're being serious. I'm being th- dead serious. Okay. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you meant, okay. I thought you were kidding. So, so a f- men's flat butt is a real thing. That's not yeah. like, oh, okay. It I exposes thought, your prostate. I and thought actually it was just my wife making getting... fun of me not having curves at the way no, she looks. No, it's okay. super, yeah, gotcha. it's really bad. All right. Um, drink half your body weight in ounces in water. Okay. Every single day. All right. And then. Can you drink too much water? I would not drink more than your full body weight in ounces. So if you're 150 okay. pounds, no more than 150 ounces. Which is how many gallons? Uh, a gallon is 120 ounces. 120 ounces. Okay. So don't drink over a gallon a day unless you weigh 600 pounds. Yeah. Okay. But you can drink your whole body weight in ounces if you want. Okay. Um, I would say, oh, my last one. <sighs> Get up and move every hour. Drink plenty of water. Yep. And eat organic whole foods. Organic whole foods. Mm-hmm. Okay. Organic chicken being the top of your list. Absolutely not. <laughs> but if you if are going to eat chicken, for those of you don't know, organic. Michelle's a vegan. That's why I'm. I'm, I'm one of those vegans. Yeah. Oh my gosh, those vegans. Yeah. So you're a feminist and a vegan. Well, aren't you a feminist? I I'm all for like down the middle. Like everybody should okay. be equal. Equal. Not. Well, do you know the definition of feminism? I um I don't have it memorized. I, mean, I have I, it memorized. <laughs> Equality for men and women, especially in the workforce. Gotcha. That's all it means. Okay. It's not about, well, I sh- feel like I'm superior. They should change the name to, to equal, e- equalism well, or something like that. They should. But the reason why it was because women had to fight for that. You know, still to this it's day, true. some women don't get paid the same as men. Now, luckily in my profession. All right. I'm, I don't want to get on a political okay. thing here, but I do. I, I, I got I a serious question for you. Okay. okay? And, I, and, I, and I don't want to get into political thing. That's not my, oh, that's no, not no. my deal at all. Uh, women, I, I heard the thing yesterday that, or this morning, either this morning or yesterday, it said that women are now making 85% of what men are making. And oh. okay, whatever. How much of that do you think is because women choose to be school teachers and men to choose to be engineers? No, I think what they mean is that in the specific profession. I, I know what they're. I know what they're oh, saying. Okay. I wonder. I wonder. I, I guess. Do you really think that's true? That okay. Yeah, that, I do. That I'm going to pay this chiropractor 140 thousand dollars a year because he's a man. I'm going to pay this chiropractor 127 because she's a woman. You really think that happens? Yes, I do. Okay. Now, Cheers. luckily, in my profession, insurance companies don't bias that, so I don't get paid any less for being a woman. Right. Oh, well, that's good. It's very good. <laughs> it doesn't matter what sex I am. I, I, the re- and the reason I ask is is uh, um, I just I had never experienced that in my career. At least I know of. I mean, I'm, it, maybe it's happened. I don't know. No, it and, and I've worked happens. in, you know, I've worked in an industry that is predominantly male, but um, there aren't a ton of women plumbers, so mm-hmm. that, obviously that part wouldn't, you know, matter yeah. so much. Um, but I, I just, in, I worked in another industry before I got into plumbing, where um, you know, women were had some very powerful positions, and, yeah. and I, I just, I don't know, just it never, it never. Because you're not around it. Doesn't so make any know. sense to me. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so we got the top three was uh, uh, or whole organic or, uh, organic 
Whole foods. Whole foods. Okay. Meaning not processed. Not, not processed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like gotcha. you can understand the ingredients in there. Right. And of course I prefer vegan, but if you're going to do it, whole foods that you can read. So yes, organic chicken, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but whole foods. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm very happy to say that even though you're a vegan and a feminist, you're still very likable. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to kick him right now on the table. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe I'm not. Uh, no, I, I, seriously, yeah, uh, uh, all good stuff you brought today. It's been already an hour, I don't know if you can, if you can believe that it's already been oh an hour. Oh my goodness. Almost. It flies by, doesn't it? It does. You were worried about how long it was going to be. Did, I know. You? I thought I wouldn't have enough material. We didn't yeah. go over everything. We didn't go over everything. We got There's to so like much more. 10% of it. That's right. Well, maybe you can come back sometime. We'll do, we'll do some, we'll, we'll cover the next one. And we'll get into some hard hitting things like religion and stuff oh, like that. Oh, <laughs> let's please. Let's talk about religion. Uh, I'll remind all of you folks that uh, Michelle is at MarconiCW.com, located at 1002 Martin Luther King Jr. Way in Tacoma. Again, 5.0 rating on Facebook and Yelp, 4.9 on Google because that one bone had to give you a four-star rating. Oh, person, jeez. Um, they should eat some non-organic food and have a <laughs> terrible disease. And sit a lot. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about your practice before we wrap up? I just appreciate being here, and I hope that um, I gave some insight to who I am and people want to stop by and have a cup of tea with me. Yeah, I think people should do that. You have a, you have a very uh, nice environment where you're at. Again, Thank it's you. not clinical. It's not sterile. It's none of that stuff. It's actually a pretty fun place to hang out. And if they're lucky, you'll be there to make them some juice or something like that, right? Oh, yeah, I make fresh juice sometimes. That's or right. pet my penny, my, my dog penny. My dog penny, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, uh, Dr. M- Michelle Marconi, uh, Marcho, uh, Mar- Marconi yeah. Chiropractic and Wellness up in uh, the Hilltop in Tacoma. Uh, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, next week, we're going to have on Michelle Graham to talk about her elder care consulting business. If you don't know what elder care consulting is, that's uh, if you have somebody like a mother, aunt, grandmother, something like that, that needs to go into uh, elder care facilities. Uh, they help navigate that world and help you find the right place and understand the insurance and the cost and all that kind of stuff. So um, be interesting to talk to Michelle. They've been around for 100 years doing what they do. Her and her husband also work together, have, have for nice. almost probably – I don't know, I guess 20, 30 years for them. Uh, I don't know. Uh, We'll find out next week, though. Uh, That's all for today, uh, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, thank you again, Michelle, for coming on. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you all next week.